You're listening to the Do Something More podcast, and this is episode 10 with a thank you to the teachers. Welcome to the Do Something More podcast, a service-oriented show where we highlight the helpers who inspire us all to do something more. I'm your host, Melissa Draper. Thank you so much for being here. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Do Something More podcast. And today it's going to be me talking about our teachers and thanking them for all the good things that they do. But first, there's two exciting things to celebrate here. Number one, our episodes have now reached double digits. So this is the 10th episode, and I feel really good about that. I love that we've already reached that milestone. Happens pretty quick when you're going every week. And also, we are closing in on 500 downloads. We're not quite there, but I'm pretty sure by the time this airs, we will have reached that point. And so I just want to thank each and every one of you that listened to this show, that maybe even share it with a friend or family member that you think could benefit from listening. I truly appreciate each download. In the big scheme of things, the 10th episode and 500 downloads isn't much for a podcast, uh, but it's huge to me and it means a lot to me. So thank you for being here to celebrate those milestones with me as this podcast is still in its kind of baby stages. It's still learning and growing. I'm still learning and growing, um, but I enjoy every opportunity uh, to bring these episodes to you, uh, both the ones that I share with you, my thoughts, and also the interviews that I've, I've been able to have so far. So thank you for celebrating just for a moment, those little milestones with me. Uh, but today on this episode, we're going to be going into the teachers and I wanted to give, um, it's approaching the end of the school year for many people here in the United States. And I want to send a thank you to the teachers. And as I thought about the subject for this episode, I'd actually been thinking a lot lately over this past week, especially about the service-oriented professions. So the careers and ways that people do get paid for the work that they do, but they also are rendering service in a huge way within that work. And you could probably make that argument with almost any profession, but there's some that really stand out to me as truly being service-oriented professions. And what brought this on having me think about it is I was uh, assisting my mother who had a surgery and the place where she had that as she was in recovery, I was just so impressed with the nurses that were there helping us. And I think nurses definitely fall into one of those service-oriented professions. Uh, but the women and the men that helped us there, they were just all so kind, uh, so loving. They just made my mother feel so well cared for. And I honestly sat there in awe just watching them. The one nurse especially that we had while she was in recovery, I told her as we neared the end of that time there, 
I said, you make me want to go back and thank every nurse I've had because she just did it with so much um, care and, and so talented too at what she was doing. And you could tell she also loved what she was doing. Um, so yes, she was a nurse being paid for that profession and making a paycheck, but she was also rendering a great service um, to our family at that time. And I was very thankful for her. And I really did want to go thank every nurse I've had. She made me start thinking of all the nurses I've had when I've delivered babies or other times when I've had my own medical needs. And sometimes when you're in anxious moments, it's so nice to have kind, caring people there um, to help you, whether they're getting paid for it or not. So but um, I should do an episode about nurses, and I will maybe in the future. But because it's the end of the school year, the other profession that immediately came to mind besides nursing as I thought about the service professions was, of course, teachers. I think teachers fall into that category. And again, they're professionals. It's their career. They are getting paid for what they're doing. Uh, but they are rendering a great service in our society, to our families, to our children. And so I just wanted to take this episode to take a minute and to say thank you to the teachers. Um, I think of my own teachers that I had as a child in elementary school, all the way up to high school and even into college. I had teachers all along the way. I can think of their faces, their names, and specific ways that they encouraged and helped me at different um, points in my life. I'm so grateful for each of them. The older I get, the more grateful I get. And I, again, I want to go back and say, hey, I think I was appreciative, but I, I wasn't as appreciative as I really could have been um, to all the love and care that they gave to me. And I've especially gained that perspective as a mother, as I've watched teachers work with my children and I've watched the teachers and also coaches that have helped my children uh, grow and uh, progress and and help them at different times. As I thought about this topic, I of course wanted to share a story and there was one story that came to mind that I think really illustrates this principle of what teachers do that we don't always realize all that they do. And this happened several years ago, many years ago, when my oldest was in first grade and they were doing a little walking field trip to the library at the end of the school year. The, the library was in reasonable distance and I think they wanted to encourage kids to go there during the summer, check out books with their families. And so we, I went and helped and went on this little walking field trip with the first grade over to the library and the library in our town is pretty old. It's in a pretty old building, especially at that time. I think they've tried to redo a few things since then, but, but then there was, it, was, it was old. And it had these really steep stairs that went down to the basement where they did story time. And so they wanted to take the children down there to do a little presentation to them and, and tell them about some of the things they could expect or see in the library that summer. And uh, the teacher um, for the class, for my son's class that I was helping with, had already headed down, <clears throat> had the kids following her, and then a couple of us parents were bringing up the rear. 
And there was a little boy I could see was struggling and was nervous about going down these stairs. And I'm not sure exactly what was going on, but I could see there was fear involved. I don't know if it was the steepness or the going down into the basement. You know, you never know sometimes with a sweet little six or seven-year-old. And me and another parent were able, we we held his hand and and were able to slowly help him go down. And and I told another teacher helper that was there, I I I pointed and mentioned to her. I said, he's he's really scared. This is hard. And I watched her after we got down there, we made it down the stairs with him. I watched her go over and whisper and mention this. And I, I assume that's what she was mentioning to my son's teacher. And they did this quick little presentation. It really wasn't that long. And then I watched my son's teacher stand up and say, I need a leader to help me up the stairs. Can I pick a leader to lead our class? They're going to hold my hand and they're going to be in charge of making sure we all make it upstairs. And she looked right at that little boy that had struggled down the stairs and said, will you help me? Can you be my leader? And he nodded his head, you know, this little seven-year-old, yes, I can be your leader, and, and walked over there and held her hand. And then they went over and walked confidently up the stairs together. And I don't, I don't think she realized I, I watched this, this interchange or that I had, had realized the boy had struggled, but I watched this little interchange that she did. It was so simple. It was so small, but I was, I was blown away, um, in this moment to see how this teacher instantly made this, this hard experience for this little boy and brought confidence and love to him and, and figured out how to help him have courage in a simple thing of going up and down those steep stairs that obviously made him nervous and uncomfortable. And she did it in a way that she didn't need to point it out to him. She didn't say, oh, was that hard? Are you struggling or make a big deal? She just instantly did that. And he confidently held her hand and walked up those stairs and I'm sure that was the feeling that stuck with that little boy more than the earlier one of the, um, the fear and maybe also the embarrassment of not being able to go down those stairs. She instantly, uh, because of her quick thinking, replaced it with an experience and with feelings that could give him confidence without drawing any attention to it and doing it in such a subtle way. I don't think anyone noticed, um, but I happened to notice and was so impressed. And I've remembered that story for years because that is many times what teachers do. That's what many people do in our society, but I'm going to focus on teachers here for this episode. Many of the good work they do is just like that, where they notice a need. They notice a child having a hard day. They notice even a rebellious teenager or whatever it is. And they instantly work to have a positive experience and connection with that child. And they do it in such a creative way. That's the other thing that blew me away about this experience. I was like, wow, that was masterful. I want to know how to do that. And of course, this teacher had years of experience 
that I'm sure had helped her, but it was just, it was beautiful to watch that. And I have seen that scene. You know, I was relatively new mother to the school scene at this point. But now that I've had kids in for, oh, over a decade now, I have seen that same scenario play out over and over again. Uh, I remember seeing it on another time on a field trip with another one of my children. There was a little boy who was a little bit of a headache. He was not following the rules. He was running around crazy and rambunctious. And the parent group that he was in, I think they were done. And a lot of the teachers were done with this little boy just trying to help him stay focused. And I watched one of the teachers take him and kneel down and lead him over to an area there on the field trip that she knew would interest him and engage with him. And she hadn't given up on him. She just sat there and engaged with him. And again, it was a small moment. I I noticed, I just happened to notice it because I was there. And again, so impressed at the way she masterfully worked to have a positive interaction with this boy. And I've seen it in elementary school. I've seen it in junior high. I've seen it now at the high school. I've had a high schooler this year. I've seen adults working to have positive interactions and to lift these kids that are under their care. And yes, many times they are getting paid for the work they do. But as I watch them, you can see so many of them absolutely love what they do. And they want to take the time to give that service and to make a difference. So I just wanted to share those observations. I wanted to share that story um, because many times the good the teachers are doing, the rest of us don't even know. And sometimes the teachers don't even know. They don't always get feedback. I've had times my children have come home and and shared with me something a teacher shared with them. And I can tell it really stuck with my child. And um, there's times I've thanked teachers, but other times I don't know that they always know the impact that it had. And so I wanted to do this episode just to remind also any teacher listening that the good that you're doing, the effort that you make to have those, those positive interactions with kids Um, the real joy that you do find in teaching and you want to share just to say thank you for the work that you do and the service that you do. It is very much a service. Uh, It's a service for me as a mother. I appreciate what they do. It's a service for us as society. I think many of us probably especially witnessed that when schools were shut down back in 2020 during the COVID pandemic. Um, I think we very much saw how much a service it is our teachers are doing for society. So thank you, teachers. Thank you for the good work that you do. And it's nearing the end of the school year. So if you know a teacher or you have a teacher for you or your children, or you're thinking about maybe a past teacher that's influenced you, give them a thank you. That's kind of been the theme these first few weeks of the podcast um, is using the power of our words. Uh, to lift another person, but go give them a thank you. All the time I have talked to teachers or I've read comments on things, as much as those mugs or 
whatever you want to give them are really cute. The things that have meant the most to them are the heartfelt notes from from children and parents telling them thank you. And maybe a gift card too. If you if you feel so inclined, you could throw that in. But um, those thank yous can mean a lot. So take a few moments, write a thank you, and thank you to the teachers and for all they do. And I will say again, thank you so much for being here. We'll see you next time. Thank you.